You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome back to the Van Flip Podcast. I am your host, Lurk. Just want to say thank you for checking out and supporting the podcast and joining us on this next episode. If you dig what we're doing over here, give us a like, share us with your friends, give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It greatly helps us out. Check out lambgoat.com for all your hardcore metal and metalcore news updates, plus a little bit of drama. You can follow us on social media at lambgoat on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. If you want to check out any of these podcasts in video format, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Definitely check it out and give us a sub. If you want to support our Patreon page, your monthly donation supports the podcast and helps us grow and become a better podcast to take over the world. You know how it is. Our guest this week, you may know from his time in The Chariot. At one point, he was also the original vocalist for Norma Jean, but currently he sings in the band 68, Josh Chavo. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is stuff. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents. The Van Flip Podcast. Alright, whenever you're ready. <clears throat> oh, damn. We're okay. almost done. We've, oh, we've, shit. We've already been talking it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alright. Um, <clears throat> God, I hate starting these things, man. It's like the most awkward part. Let's not. We've already been talking. You let's know? not start it. Okay, yeah. We'll just get into it. Like, you could just throw a little, like, thing that says my name or something so people are like, who is this dude? Yeah, well, that, yeah, we could do that. Oh, now you're going to hang out. Now that we're doing the video, you're going to hang out with me. Yeah, now that we're going, she's, she's gonna, like completely she, annoyed. She needs the FaceTime Avoiding the me the whole time. She's like, oh. Well, here <clears throat> we are with Josh of 68. Do you go by 68 or is it they are 68? 68. Cool. Uh, when you're, when you're visualizing it, it's always apostrophe six and eight. Like but, the year. Um, yes, because it is a reference of the, of the year. But the uh, Instagram and um, Facebook, you can't do apostrophes. So we came up with they are. They are. So I always, in my head, was like, going. we are. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's not us. Yeah, no. I found that out. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they are 68s, our social world. But Go ahead and follow that right now. <laughs> They are 68, and you can also, like, yeah, we're just going to knock that out. Snap, whatever you do. I don't Go know ahead, smash do. that like button on this <laughs> podcast if you like it, and subscribe to the Lamb Goat podcast, uh, or the Lamb Goat YouTube. That'd be dope. <clears throat> if you're listening to us on a platform, audio only, that you can, uh, what do you do, uh, rate and share? No idea. Yeah, I think you can rate and share your podcast on pretty much I anything. You can share so. anything. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and just do that. And then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll still be here. So it's all good. You should say that stuff after so that they can listen to it and go, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but see if I throw it in. But if I throw it in, like, as we're talking, <clears> they can't, it's just like, no, but think about it. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, let me stop this real quick. Go share it and like it and all this stuff. And then they may not come back to it. Well, we'll, we'll come back around <laughs> to it at the end, I think. You're, what you're you right. Doing, dog? She just wants to sniff. Literally man. has nothing to do with me until those cameras come on. I see how you're going to be. So you guys are currently on a little tour, a little stint mm-hmm. here um, with the 68. What is the reference to the year? Is it a uh, special reference? or My father had a 68 Camaro. I was wondering if it was about a car. 
and um he's passed away now but he uh uh it was a cool car and um i wanted a, i wanted a, a name that could kind of be global like kind of worldwide and and i liked the idea that if no matter what country you're in visually everyone has the same numbers mm, i mm-hmm. think as far as i'm aware close enough and so no matter what country you're in if you see apostrophe six and eight it's, you may you may say different words <coughs> right they call it but but visually mentally it's, all the same. It's, all the same. it's not it's not like something that has to be translated or anything so interesting so that and then the the 68 camaro that my father owned was it's just and I like the I like the yeah just everything kind of made sense to to make it that that name. Um, I I uh, I've been in bands prior to this and uh, what yeah <laughs> yeah a couple bands oh, um, man, weird and uh, they weren't um, you know they're not they're not for the masses um, <laughs> and uh, I mean sixty eight's not really for the masses either but sixty eight's way closer to something that like I think my dad would have really right. been stoked on because he, right. he he loved rock and roll and, and so like did he pass after you started 68 uh before or no i'm sorry before that's yeah, what i'm before yeah, i don't yeah. know why i said after but yeah yeah so just kind of a it, it, it was a few things that sort of lined together to make sense to 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 call the band that and yeah um i just liked how short it was like, for some reason i was thinking mustangs when I heard, um, when I see the 68, Camaro, like, but, yeah, uh, but yeah. in my head, the Mustang, you know what I mean? I don't know why. I mean, as long as you're thinking cool car, I don't really Muscle care. cars, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're from Atlanta. True. Something that's been really, really on my brain, your opinion about specifically, you're from the birthplace of Chick-fil-A. True. Have you tried the Popeye sandwich yet? The Popeye sandwich? Yeah, the chicken sandwich. That's like the big thing going on. I don't even know. I oh my tried goodness, that. Josh, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I do very little fast food. That's not true. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it. Uh, yeah, I other than Taco Bell, way too much. I do very little fast food. Um, this day and age, because I, I. But I'll have to try the Popeye chicken. I mean, not really. I was only going to necessarily ask you, like, which side of the fence you were on, just because you are <clears> from, like, technically the birthplace of Chick Fil A. I Chick-fil-A. am. Um, we, I think, we invented Chick Fil A. Um, we also invented Waffle House. Really? We also invented Coca Cola. So you're welcome. Um, I was addicted to that for so long. Me too. You're not now. I go off and on. I'm completely off. I'm off now. But like, I'm super. I, I, I haven't had it in probably three, four, years. any. I mean, all I ever drank was Coke. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's that, exactly how I was. That's all that needs to be. But, um, yeah, I actually quit because when you're born in Atlanta, you're bottle-fed Coca-Cola till you're, <laughs> till you can chug it yourself. Um, and, just put uh, a nipple on, like, the glass. Yeah, yeah. And just give it yeah. to you. Just, uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, our whole city's Coke, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Everything's so. got big red everything. Yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl, when it happened some time ago in Atlanta... It was a Pepsi-sponsored thing. I, I remember that. People and was like, like what is that mind? all about? They're like, what is that even doing here yeah. in this city? It's uh, kind of like the Chick-fil-A Popeye thing going on right now. You should yeah. look into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, uh, speaking of Coca-Cola, yeah, I gave it up for like a year. And then, you know, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who constantly only drinks yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Shout out, Kyle. Um, but he constantly just only drank Coca-Cola. So hanging out there i was like all right well i drink it it's not like i don't drink it but i was yeah. avoiding it for that year right and then uh i started to drink it again and then slippery slope you know oh yeah it's just sucking It'll it down get you. yeah and it got to the point where i was literally just like i wouldn't even savor it yeah, yeah it was yeah, just yeah, yeah, get it yeah. in right. get it in get it in yeah it was really so <clears throat> i was on tour 
I drink it hard all, all the time. That's all I ever drink. Well, on tour is readily available. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, it's like one of the things you get for free sometimes. <laughs> True. Uh, at venues. If you're not drinking um, alcohol. And you, and you don't have, yeah, I, I don't drink alcohol. So, so Coca-Cola was the, the next thing that would Vice. be free. Um, sometimes. Uh, and so anyway, I was actually on tour with every time I die, we were in Europe and, um, my friend Daniel was drumming at the time for them. <clears throat> We'd always hang out and go get coffee or whatever. And, um, I don't really, we didn't plan it or anything, but just sort of with about a week or two weeks uh, went by and I kind of just realized like, well, I haven't had, had a Coke, like, um, cause we drink coffee and then, um, I like sparkling water. And so they would have that readily available in like Germany and stuff like that. And so didn't even think about it, but just didn't have any Coke. And then, um, I got home, it was like right before Christmas and I got home and just never came up. And then one time I remember it was January something and someone was like, Oh, you want a Coke? And I, and I remember thinking like, huh, do I, do I really want it? Do I, am I doing this? Like, cause now it's been, I don't know that like three weeks to four weeks or so. I'm like, am I going to do a thing or am I just going to not do a thing? And so I was just kind of like, I said, no, I don't <laughs> want a Coke. And then, um, yeah. And then I, and then, and then I, I just slowly but surely from Phase time to time, I would like people would, uh, see me and be like, are you losing weight or whatever? And I'd be like, maybe that's the craziest thing about not drinking coke. and therefore i just kept not drinking yeah because <laughs> i, I like, noticed i'm losing weight without doing anything right i'm like, just living my life that's nice so yeah i, I haven't drank it in a few years but <clears throat> i gave um, up uh i gave up alcohol <clears throat> for an entire year <clears throat> just to see if i could sure um that drastically changed how i drank alcohol afterwards right but um no man <laughs> um but I also gave up Coke, and I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm losing like 30 pounds at yeah, the same right. time." So yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not doing anything different. I right. wasn't active. I wasn't eating any different. But I just was drinking water, and like you were saying, coffee and everything. I don't drink any of that stuff anymore. Really? I just drink water. I'll have a beer. <clears throat> every Dude, now this is so strange. I don't drink coffee. Really? I don't. So you just said you were drinking coffee in Europe. No, I know. But here's the thing: when in Rome, with every time I die. I no, 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 no. Not when in Rome with every time I die. <laughs> Uh, that was three or four years ago. I, I don't know my dates very good, but I, I would guess three years ago, maybe four. Uh, a year ago, we're in August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Late August. A year ago, last year, August, I quit coffee, uh, caffeine. Caffeine just in general? Caffeine, all of it. And, How's that I, and same thing, I kind of just wanted to go a year and just, you know, I like, I like trying to improve oneself, right. little baby steps here and there, but. Um, I drink way too much caffeine all the time, and um, so I was like, I want to just go a year and see if I feel much better, mm -hmm. or if I don't. And um, yeah, in the general consensus, I feel way better. And yeah. so I've I've actually given up caffeine too. So I'm about as vanilla as it comes. <laughs> I tell you, I, I had a coke. I will say this: I did have. I split a coke with my my girlfriend, and uh, I could feel like just I could. I got hotter. Sure. You know yeah, I, mean? yeah, like, yeah, I got sure. hotter, and I was like, "Damn, this is what everyone was talking about when I was slamming <clears throat> cokes." But yeah. I was just slamming them so much. It it's a real matter. thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. When I quit doing uh, caffeine, I mean, um, so when I stopped cokes, I was still drinking coffee, and I mean, I, coffee is one thing. I was drinking monsters and Red Bulls. Yeah, and no, all I it's, don't. I can't mess with any. Yeah, of that. I was. I was messing with it hard. But uh, <laughs> so when I quit coke, I didn't really have too much of a withdrawal or anything because i was still just down in caffeine hard mm -hmm. um but uh 
But when I quit caffeine, I mean, it was headaches and oh, stuff. Like people were like, "Oh yeah, two weeks to a month." I'm like, I, I think like three months in, I was still just like not really? fun to be around and like real irritable and just yeah. like you know didn't know if like life was worth it and stuff you know what i mean like it's a Is real, this real life chemical, without anything you know? yeah oh for sure and, and so and so i would just be but again i'd kind of already set in my mind i want to try a year and so now i'm at the year and i feel so much better that i am pretty much committed to just being like cool i'm down with not doing caffeine um which is the other thing some bands get for free when you're so so basically right. anything you would normally get for free i'm like no thanks no uh, thank you do you have any uh pellegrigio <laughs> yeah, or sparkling exactly. water maybe exactly could i be more difficult and get something crazy but uh just put on your writer <clears throat> going forward you know yeah um that's what i do but uh you know that's assuming we get our writer, writer. But, uh um uh, what was i gonna say when i'm um uh oh <clears throat> now that it's been a year um like if i'm in somewhere really really nice and there's like tiramisu i might have a tiramisu because there's like caffeine in right it, i think i honestly don't know how much <clears throat> caffeine i intake now because i never ever really drank um coffee or I, I and for some reason when red bull and monster and all that stuff started coming out <clears throat> something in me was yeah, like yeah. That's not good. I don't think you need anyone to tell you it's not good. Yeah, I, I was like, I think, I was like I think why do you need know. to be jacked up even more than you already are? It's like, I think somewhere deep inside, I think most of us know yeah. the things you... They don't come in small... Avoid. You know, like five-hour energy, I get it. But even then, I, I don't mess with that either. But the five-hour energy comes in like a little... Thing. Yeah, right. The monster can. I've never seen a monster can like a Coke can. It's always like Dude, a tall boy. I down those like big fatties too. Yeah. And, I mean, because you do like, uh, like we were on Warped Tour a couple of years and those are sponsored Rock by Rock stars monster. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just like, it's, it's free and, and I'm broke. So it's like, of course, uh, you it's know. liquid. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I feel much better. I, I really do. Um, do you eat healthier? Like, <laughs> no. Food-wise? Um, <laughs> no. It's usually not, how it goes. We yeah. just drink good, but we... I, yeah. uh, that's my next step. I, like I said, every little bit I want to try to implement little, just, I like the idea of improving oneself, you know? Um, but, um, <clears throat> I do need to eat, eat a lot better. Like I said, I, I, I do Taco Bell pretty hard when I... Yeah, but I mean, like, that's but, not that bad. Out of all the fast foods, that probably is like the healthiest one. No, it's got to be kind of up there. There's nothing. I mean, you're eating cardboard taco shells and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, yes. other than that, I sure don't know. But I, again, you know that like little inner voice you're talking about <laughs> that said like monsters probably not very good. Like something's like. See, my, so when I pull up to Taco <laughs> Bell, I'm like, it's not the worst one I could be at. I guess it depends on what you get. You can probably get like some bean and something something is probably like whatever but i don't get that well i know a lot of bands on tour that have like um <clears throat> either vegetarian or vegan people in their band yeah right taco bell is big for them <clears throat> is that something that you're gonna maybe try to go to because <clears throat> the more i even look into anything and everything and the more people i have on this podcast yeah you know like uh pete was uh pete from Roaring never and ether coven was uh big in i mean he's a vegan okay. so like we had a big discussion about it even off the podcast about because he feeds his dog a vegan diet too right right and his dog's like 16 15 years old <clears throat> so we kind of went back and forth on that that's something that i like teeter with in my head sure. but i don't know I th- if i could do it i think i think i'm a future vegan um i'm not like i'm from the south but i'm not one of those like you know Meh, you know, yeah. barbecue forever. Because uh, uh, I'm not, I know that things change, and you, you just learn more. You know, you learn more about the garbage that you put in your body, and and the 
you know, the drawbacks and stuff. And so I'm sure I need to eat better and I, and, and like working out, like I don't do any of that yeah. and, I, and I need to, that's definitely something that's, you know, on the to-do list or whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's funny. I'm, this is, this is surely one of the longer discussions of, yeah. of, of, where you're eating your, uh, <laughs> like, you're just this is under, like, under the, under the surface Josh talk. Right this now. is just some weird, like, uh, like, oh, life tips. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll do a whole tour and, ne- and none of this will come up because I'm not like, you know, evangelically, <laughs> like, you know how like you meet some vegans and right. stuff that are so evangelical about it. Uh, I try not to like, bother anyone with you know my world but um but yeah since it did come up i yeah. i've um caffeine free since since last year and well, that's uh, good and my next steps are probably eating better and like exercising or doing something i just started <laughs> um i've never really been one to work out especially cardio wise yeah, yeah. um i know you're you and i are roughly like in the same ballpark as ages go yeah. so um two months ago I can't believe I'm going to say this on here, but two months ago I started running because, uh, as you're well aware, Lamb Goat is filled <clears> with <throat> nice people on the message board and comment yeah. section. So, uh, I was never like a, a big dude mm-hmm. in my own eyes. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. But now that I'm like on the internet and on video and stuff like that. Now that you're super famous. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, and I got the clout. Uh, <laughs> they've pointed out to me that I am not. <laughs> As thin as I thought. So, you know, I said in I my, in, in my inner monologue, I was like, well, I'm going to give I've always wanted to be sure. more healthy and, yeah. and more in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start running. So I've been running for like the last two and a half months. That's cool. I did five <clears> miles <throat> yesterday, which is insane for me. That's like, cool. That's the In this Florida heat, that's, I know. That's five miles like 10 Actually, miles. Actually, I ran from here, this house, mm-hmm. to where the venue's at. Oh, that, right on. So it was far. That's a hike. Yeah. But, I, uh, I don't know anything about that world. I, I I've done little bits here and there, like if we're on a tour and and they they do it all, mm-hmm. like I might try to join them or whatever. <clears throat> but I've never, how do I put this? I've never exercised to the point where I felt the benefit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's 100%. always bummer. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I and, and I know for a fact, like scientifically speaking. It has to cross a point where it's uh, it's no longer a bummer. Now you start feeling the the, right. the energy and the. Right. Um, I know that, that mathematically that's the outcome, but I've never made it that point. I've only made it to the point where Damn, even even if I'm like two weeks in, three weeks in, I'm like everything's sore for oh, yeah, so yeah. long, that's... and I'm so tired, and <clears throat> and uh, and so I know I need to like break through that at some point. That's you know? why I think I because I, I I used to. Like work out. I used to be in gyms sometimes, and I would lift weights and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was never running. Cardio was not my thing. Right. So this time around, I was like, "Well, because <clears throat> you gain weight when you when you you know lift and do other things oh, yeah, because yeah. you you add muscle, so you yeah, kind of yeah. gain a weight." So I was like, "I'm gonna just lose weight." Yeah. Right. And then I'll work on lifting and stuff like that. Makes so, sense. Um, but yeah. Well, where are you at? How are you feeling? Are you, you, oh, man, you're I like, mean, oh, this is great, or you're like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I'm always and, tired. And you get addicted to it, to running. <clears throat> See, I've think. never done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I did. Always, it's always, just, I mean, just like, uh, oh, it'll definitely check you. I like, when you start it, today. when you when you start, it'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. check you real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I did, like, this little app, the Nike Run Club app. Okay. And I was honest with the with the app, and I put sure, it in, yeah, like, right, right. I don't do anything, and I'm heavy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what should I do? Well, Lamgo says you're heavy. Yeah, Lamgo did. <laughs> and that's probably why I was thinking that. But uh, 
But I'm anyway. lamb go heavy. So <laughs> lamb go heavy could be pretty pretty small. You meanwhile, know? everyone on there is probably way heavier than me. But uh, for sure, yeah, I started doing it, and I it was brutal, like literally yeah, brutal. Yeah. But now, like I said, five <clears> miles, I could do like a mile of not even sweating, and it's like crazy. It's only been two months. A friend of mine's hard in the health, and like he swears that like. It, it it like you said it's addictive like he'll wake up like if he can't physically run for whatever reason sometime like it'll he'll have like like he just he he's he it's a joy like he wakes yeah. up and he's like i've got it's something that i want to do he wakes up at like 4 a.m. if it needs to do it and I'm, but i'm but he says he claims it's because of the 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 pure joy of running and the addiction of running and all the good stuff that you mm-hmm. that, 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 that that I guess is good to be addicted to you know all the all that stuff um so he's orphans like, and all that good yeah stuff yeah so he's pumping. like oh yeah man if I if I, if I gotta wake up at four in the morning to make it happen it, it's a joy I love it you know and I'm just like I have never been to that point no, see I love sleeping <clears throat> dude so I love sleeping and I don't I, there's uh, so many times where I can't get it <laughs> yeah 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 but I mean I'll run and this is the dumb part on my behalf because I am in the heat mm-hmm. i'll run like midday so oh, i'll just man. be like a tomato when i get home you know? i know i'm from georgia so it's not that but it's a big difference yeah. in georgia and florida and, and i can't even believe the way it was today i mean now it's raining so it feels good out there but yeah i got out of the van the van's all freezing cold we have it as yeah. cold as it can be and when i got out i was like oh it's so thick out here you know yeah oh man it was rough but yeah good on you for running in the heat I, i'm trying it out man you know what i mean i've gotten this far so It'll be interesting to see how far and how long I can keep, keep doing it. it. Do you do it every day? No. Every other uh, day? It does, I'm on like a program. Okay. So it's like you have rest days and you do other kind of things. Gotcha. If you, if I don't run for like two days, yeah, that next run is like hard, the worst. And I and then like say I did five miles yesterday. If I don't run for th- two days, I could barely do a mile and a half. Whoa. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like crazy. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, you should definitely get into it. I mean, it, you lose weight. Like yeah, yeah, crazy too, right? Uh, and especially you're not putting—I mean, you're putting like food in there, but not like yeah. liquid calories and other things like that, like sugar and stuff. Do you eat sugar? Yeah, that's another bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard. Yeah, I've tried to give that up, but I'm a candy I, uh, guy. I'm a candy guy, chocolate guy. I like, um, I like chocolate. I, uh, like I said, I don't eat healthy. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I, I'm better than I used to be, but only because of just, well. Because sometimes when you're broke, you just have to eat like yeah, garbage. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, uh, um, but uh, but I still am better than I used to be because it used to, like so used to. So obviously, when you're on tour, you you stop at gas stations all the time, no matter what, and all and every single time I used to have to get something candy or something because you get bored too. Yeah, you're just bored and you're just like. I gotta eat, and it's like this is something to do for the next, you know, forty seconds. <laughs> it's not long. Walk around this like yeah. lit place. Yeah. It, it's so, probably you're probably stopping a lot of times in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's so. I mean, I but I used to eat all Reese's peanut butter cups and all the all the candy and stuff. But um, now I try to stick more with you know whatever nuts and if if I get a, a bar of some sort like mm-hmm. a like a protein bar or something, you know, which I, might be better. I don't know, but. Well, when you're, when you're working out, or not work, I shouldn't say working out, but when you're more active, like, I'm not on a diet. Yeah. Or anything like that, but I'm more conscious of, like, what I'm eating as far sure. as, like, how it will affect me running the next yeah, day. Yeah, right. So, that. that's... Well, benefit. playing shows every day is, 
you know, um, again, I don't eat healthy, but like, even just like if I, if I realize I haven't drank water much that day, like mm-hmm. maybe we're just driving that day and uh, just haven't come around to drinking water. Um, the show in my mind at least suffers the next day because I'm like dehydrated, dehydrated or whatever. Cause you typically on an average show, like I'm spitting all the time. Like I just, we're well, also a pretty so sweaty much. guy when you're up there too. Sure. You're yeah, moving yeah. around a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so my mouth, I'm just always spitting, spitting whatever. And I can tell if the day before I haven't drank any water uh or very little um my mouth's all dry and, that, and that's so very rare for me and so um uh, yeah i say all that to say like i can, eating healthy is definitely there's wisdom yeah. behind it <laughs> i would imagine so have you always not drank alcohol is that like a thing that you've always no, done you i just kind of gave I, it up at some point yeah um i gave it up at some point and cool. uh i found my i'm i'm better to be around uh, and, and, uh, and I just don't, I don't mind being sober, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't mind, uh, I like, I'm not very good at not being in control, mm-hmm. which maybe were you all, I mean, but, uh, and the, the, I'm not trying to be out of line, but were you like getting wasted? Well, I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's a long, I've had a long life, uh, well, you're, a road, so, you're a road dog, so to speak <clears throat> too, yeah, you know what I mean? I've been so. around for a minute, but, um, yeah, those phases where, you know, you, you, you know, you're young or whatever, and like I'm talking like middle school, high school and stuff. You know, and but um, there was enough stuff happening around me, um, a few pretty tragic things, and then a few things that just I could sort of see the common thread. So for for me myself, I just found it easier to. And I started my first band in in high school, and I was just kind of one of it was in that area where I was just like I I like I like doing music. I want to put my I think the bottom line is I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. This kind of goes back to Coke and coffee. Someone watching this that's like, Coke, who cares about Coke? It's like, well, I, I mean, I really do have a, a very kind of like addictive personality. So I find that <clears throat> as long as I keep shoving that towards something productive like art or whatever, um, I find mentally I can sort of navigate the waters a lot easier. It's also um, a lot more beneficial for you to focus that on Yeah, that and, of... like, anyone around me, um, I think, benefits from it as well. Um, but, you know, when I when I get into something a little bit, everything is a slippery slope, whether it's good and art or mm-hmm. whether, you know, for me. And so, yeah, I just, um, through this, like, pretty semi-chunk of time of my life, enough things was happening around that I was, like, the common thread wasn't anything that I was felt like was beneficial for me. So, um, so yeah, I was just sort of like, I want to do this. I want to do music and mm-hmm. I want to, and I want to, I like being kind of in control of it, at least, at least the thought of a control, or at least pretending to be in control. And then like, and then, uh, I like, you know, remembering everything and knowing <laughs> where, you know, I, I like it. I, I enjoy, I try my best to enjoy yeah. life, you know, so that's just for me, you know? Yeah. I had a, I had almost <clears throat> a similar conversation with Keith, uh, from every time I die <clears throat> about, cause he also, I mean, it was very well documented that <clears throat> he was a party guy. Yeah. And, uh, it was also documented that he was like allergic to alcohol. So I, of course I asked him about like, you know, that what sure. all that was like. And he did give up drinking for a, <clears throat> a yeah. time. And then I found out that the time was like very small. <laughs> it was like <laughs> three, four months or something. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. One thing that I did notice when I stopped drinking, because I stopped, I mean, I don't, you might have been much younger. I stopped <clears> drinking, <throat> like, again, like two, three years ago, uh, regularly, I should say. Yeah, I yeah. can have a beer every now and then and sure. it's be okay. 
<clears throat> but um, it was tough for me to be around people in that scenario for a while. Right. Yeah. Cause it was I could imagine like, that everyone's annoying. <clears throat> you know, oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. If you're not, if you're, if you're not doing anything and everyone else is doing something else. Yeah. 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 You're like, Fuck. annoying is a good word. Uh, what's funny. So I'm, I'm a little bit introverted by nature's. Um, and so I, I, if I, if I, if up to my own ability, I probably wouldn't be out like gallivanting much anyway. I'd rather just kind of be in the corner, like working on art or something. But, uh, but on tour, you're sometimes forced to go mm-hmm. out to whatever. And, um, and, uh, I find myself, <clears throat> you almost have to kind of lean into it. Like if you're sober and everybody else is not and mm. they're just getting like, you almost have to like, um, cause, cause you just, you know what's gonna, you know where it's all going. You know, they're gonna get this is, far from your face. Yeah. You're gonna they're smell gonna, their yeah. breath. Yeah. They're gonna tell you how much they love you. They're yelling they're at you like, at right here. Like, dude, you're a band. Let me tell dude, you're, you know, and you're yeah. like, this nice. Oh, I can only imagine, Thank like, you. you dealing with drunk fans every night, too. Well, That's there's a, a little bit of that, but even friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I know, but, like, fans. it's so funny. You know, like, that's their one moment to be with you, and they're, like, yeah, you know, 13 sheets of the wind or whatever. And, it can it can be fun, but, uh, yeah, I, um, it, it's cool because um, when I drank Coke, I was always the designated driver since I didn't drink anyway. And so I would be at these bars and people would just buy me Coke all the time. Uh, now I don't drink Coke. And so it gets weird. Like, what do I get you? And I'm like, chicken wings. <laughs> like, so I've like up, I've, uh, I've upsold them. You know, right, so, right, right. uh, you can keep your Coke. I'll just give me some, give me some food. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, I've been doing it long enough that, um, you know, being the odd man out or whatever has never bothered me. So for, uh, but you do almost some, like, cause there's times where I just can't, I'm like, I'm not in the frame of mind to deal with this right now, you know? So, uh, but, um, but typically I'll just, if I know I'm going out to a bar or something anyway, and, and I'm like, well, let's just lean into it. Let's yeah. just, like, I'll, I'll egg them on, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you, <laughs> like, if you, you can make, that, yeah, if you yeah. can make it fun in your own <laughs> yeah, head, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, you can play a game with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Then it becomes benefit. a whole other thing, oh, yeah. and I'm, like, the only one with, like, clear footage that I right, can, like, right. blackmail them later. They, can't even, they don't even remember it <laughs> times. But, um, so, we're, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna try to pivot it a little bit, even though this is great. Uh, we were talking in the car on the way over here. <clears throat> your, your mom was working for McCormick Spot Spices. Yes. And I was curious, um, because like I told you, I've started cooking more recently. Nice. I'm not trying to eat healthier. I'm just trying to eat at the house. Yeah, sure. And, um, <clears throat> so what was her, like, was she like working with the spices? Was she, so, is she like a culinary person? I know you said you weren't, but she, um, as far as I'm aware, uh, she was like in the accounting world okay. or something of it. So she worked in a building. <clears throat> and I might have this real, real wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm close. She worked in a building with other office folks, and then attached was this gigantic warehouse mm-hmm. of what I would presume is spices and yeah. things and whatever. <clears throat> um, but yeah, she, uh, I mean, I will say as a company, they seem to be phenomenal. Um, she had nothing but good things to say about them. She's retired now via the company and, uh, but I, I grew up with just, you know, a myriad of spices, <laughs> like all things you've heard of, things you haven't. And, and you know, I just, um, my mom would make dinners and stuff, but I, I never thought of her necessarily as like trying these crazy things. But 
<clears throat> because we had them always around the house, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would just, oh, let me try throwing this on there. And mm-hmm. that, that tastes like garbage. Let me try, try, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, now fast forward, um, to, to where I am now, I, I have, you know, I have a spice rack full of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people, maybe even chefs that know a thing or two would be like, why would you, those would never go together, but right. I'm like, well, they do for me in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your, yeah, that, that, that was one of my, that was one of my questions that I actually had was, uh, was your like kitchen always a smelling like crazy with the spices and like what is your favorite like combination with spices? You know um, what I mean? Because now you're saying you're like putting stuff together that's like well, not, not so like uh, well, um, it's it's so my my parents always provided dinner and stuff, but I never thought of them as what is it necessarily like. Or at least in my mind, it wasn't like it wasn't like chefs where they were right. like cooking all these, cra- you know what I mean? Like, like I think like Thursdays we had what we called find it, fix it, which is just like you go in, find it, and you fix it, right. and clean it up, <laughs> and then Fridays was almost almost essentially like always uh, burgers and hot dogs mm-hmm. grilled out and thing. You probably had an <clears throat> order out evening as well. Yeah, well, um, we kind of lived in the woods. Um, we lived uh, real deep in the woods, so there's no no one delivered to you us. You mean before Atlanta, there was Douglasville. <clears throat> Yes, okay. so I live in Douglasville, uh, <laughs> still currently, and uh, born and raised in Douglasville proper. But um, uh, where I lived, <clears throat> so our house was nice and fine and dandy. But um, and we had some acreage. I don't know how much, but our backyard was um this guy who invented the tranquilizer dart. His name is Red Palmer, mm. and he had six hundred acres. So I live in like the well, lived in the woods. Um, they weren't all ours, but they were. <laughs> he didn't know I traveled it. around yeah. like he they didn't were. know we were there. So my point is, we had nothing that could deliver to us. So oh, wow. um, we we at one phase of life, I'm talking maybe three or four months. Uh, we had a we ordered a pizza one time because <laughs> we had this party going on or something in my house and like uh. <clears throat> We ordered this pizza, and my dad literally was just like, yo, bring us this pizza. I'll make it worth your while. Right. And uh, whoever answered the phone was like, cool, I'll do it. Uh, he just took a, took, you know, trusted us. I don't know what he tipped them, but I know that for like six, maybe seven months, anytime we needed to order a pizza, we could. Yeah. And for us, that was huge because we never ordered any food ever um, to deliver to us, you know. And so for these few months, I mean, we milked it. And, and, I, and you know, I, I would like to know how much my dad tipped this guy because it, it, now it became a thing where right. every time we'd get pizza, he'd have to tip this, like, healthy amount because we were middle of nowhere, you know. But, um, yeah, so it was always just food that you had at the house or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was never like, oh, let's just order in Chinese or anything. Do you, uh, was there any like hunting situation going on for you? Cause you're out there. No, like my, no one around you guys, you were not my, eating like game or anything. I mean, we saw stuff, it was, but my, my dad never really hunted. I mm-hmm. think he did maybe when he's like younger, but as far as like, we never hunted, we fished a lot. Um, not, not on property, but you know, if we went out, we'd go fishing and, um, but yeah, my, I have some uncles that hunted and I don't think my dad have you ever like, dabbled. No, I've never shot an animal to eat it. Do you um, have a interest? Not an interest, but like a, <clears throat> I guess an interest in trying it out. Um, 
I don't I I would like to have the knowledge to know how it worked mm-hmm. for in case it was ever a scenario where it's like oh we're surviving doomsday now. yeah yeah uh, one good Trump tweet and here we are like <laughs> are you a, are you yeah, a conspiracy so, guy um, I love conspiracies I I, I don't know. I mean, any of them. I, I, I they're, like they're, they're all, of them. all of them to me are like fascinating, <laughs> but I like a lot of them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think I'm smart enough to know some of them are just fun to pretend you're into. Yeah. It's always weird. Like when I started giving up Coke, <clears> I was like, why, why is there so much sugar in this? But then I had this weird thing about like, they just want to keep you fat. Oh, yeah. Like, the, you know, <clears throat> they, the, who are the proverbial yeah, they yeah, yeah. are. But they just want to keep you fat, so you rely on their healthcare and the insurance and blah. Well, so that's part of why I started getting like I should get my shit together. I think, um, I mean, it's just sugar is addictive. I think that, I mean, it's not processed sugar. I, I think, I think yeah, natural yeah, yeah, sugar yeah, is okay, yeah, yeah. but processed sugar I, is like it, the it's worst. It's not. Uh, and and here's a conspiracy theory, but I think it's true. But I don't know. I haven't really done my like. I haven't Googled it, so I don't know. But I haven't I, gone past the first page on um, Google. Yeah. Uh, I haven't researched it. I love that. <laughs> that One of my favorite things is people are like, well, I was researching on blah, blah, blah. It's like, what, you Googled it yeah. once? <laughs> That's not, like, you can't uh, define that as researched. Like, Did you talk you, to any scientists or yeah. anything? Yeah. So I've been researching on uh, sugar the other day. Um, but anyway, I don't think it's... Um, I think it's a pretty known fact that Coca-Cola in the, the beginning just used cocaine. cocaine. So it's like, they know... They're good marketers, you yeah. know what I mean? Them you and pivot the cigarette that. folks, you know, you gotta... they know how to, like, yeah. Um, God, that would have been insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, don't yeah. even want to know what that would have been. Because I've, I've personally never tried yeah, cocaine. Yeah. So uh, it would have <clears> been wild <laughs> to see that shit. But, I mean, weren't they using heroin to, like, well, uh, cure your cough and stuff back in the day? Yeah, I was about to say, like, to be fair, if they, if, 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 if I mean, nobody. I don't think we need to give them the benefit of the of the of the doubt here, but hopefully they just didn't realize what they were doing. Well, I mean, cocaine was used, from what I gather in my research, um, cocaine was used uh, as it when you go to the dentist before they came up with Novocaine. Oh wow! I think they're using cocaine to, and I might be way wrong. This might just be numb your gums, garbage material. But I'm pretty positive back in the day, before they knew the addictive qualities. That's the thing they use, and then they came up with Novocaine, or they realized this was insanely addictive, and well, then they I mean, came up with Novocaine. I've <clears throat> heard a lot about the numbing effects of cocaine on people's gums and or faces. Yeah, but right. here it is: two dudes that don't do it that are just like, <laughs> right. "Hey, these are the things I know." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, so maybe there's a world we live in where. Coca-Cola company just thought like, oh, here's this thing people seem to like. Let's put it in there. Put that in the drink. But they probably were just really wow. Good marketing. Everyone's everyone's buying our coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's the the point zero one percent know what they're doing. You know, so I actually saw a video, and you may have seen the same video since you are a Coca-Cola <clears throat> connoisseur of sorts, uh, where the uh, this YouTuber like made uh, old school Coke from like the 1800s <clears throat> or late 1800s. Yeah, I was waiting for him to put the cocaine in there. Obviously, that was not going <laughs> yeah. in, but I was like, "Huh, I wonder how that would go." That's funny. I'd we, like to know how, because supposedly the the like secret recipe is still like like cause, so in Atlanta we have the Coca Cola Museum. Yeah, I've been there, uh, and and they have like uh, apparently the the thing is like locked away the recipe or whatever in the basement like, locked somewhere. Away somewhere. Yeah, you guys have the CDC over there too. Sure, Center of Disease <clears throat> Control, probably. 
We have a lot of stuff. <laughs> Walking it's a pretty dead. big market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got all kinds of stuff. Pretty big market. Um, we should probably talk about like '68 or something. Band huh? stuff. Lame. <laughs> we could talk a little bit because I know you guys have you guys uh, <clears throat> just finished recording your album, we did. right? Just um, finished. Is there any kind of like <clears throat> date as far as like release date for single? Nothing yet. We so guest appearances. We just finished recording with Nick Nick Raskulinix. Um He did uh, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, and Deftones, and um, many others. Um, and it was awesome. Um, and we literally just finished it, so now it's kind of in the labels world, you know, and what all they do and. Um, mastering and, and all that stuff i i just say let like my whole go-to is like oh yeah now we let the adults handle it you know um <laughs> um but yeah it's <clears throat> it's fun and uh it's uh i mean what can you say about an album that hasn't been said before you know what i mean it's yeah. like, awesome it's our best the album that we've done here quiet stuff it's like whatever it's mm-hmm. just I, I mean we wrote some more songs and i think they're i love them and I, I love I can't wait to be playing them live um we're playing a uh, one or two maybe tonight but um they're some of my favorite songs I've ever written but really again surely any artist would say that about the newest why would you not write yeah, when I try to ask like a guest like <clears throat> what's your favorite album you've ever done minus the one you just put yeah. out or putting out but I mean how weird would it be to be like oh yeah um I've I really prefer the album before. You know what I mean? Like, what <laughs> this a one's okay. Thing. Yeah, like, it's not a good of selling course point. I'm going to write my favorite songs. Um, so, uh, but, so I don't know anything about release date. I don't know anything about song title. I don't, I've, I've got to do all that stuff. So it's probably technically not even mastered? It's not mastered. Yeah, okay. Not even technically, just, it is not mastered. You just finished tracking it for the most part. We just part. finished, we, I flew, I, we finished, uh, recording on day X and, I got home, I think I was home for a week or maybe a week and a half, and then we left for tour. So it's like, it literally is still even being mixed and mm-hmm. stuff, like the whole thing's happening. So. You recorded in Nashville, right? Nashville, yeah. Um, <clears throat> does 68, I mean, because like some bands, I don't want to say change their sound per se per album, but they do mature. <clears throat> uh is that something that's going on with this new album? Like, is it somewhat sonically or musically different than the previous <clears> two? <throat> I think so, but I would like to think, um, at least for myself, every album I've ever done, I have no interest in recreating a previous record. So um, I don't set... When I'm first starting to write the songs, even whether it was whether I was writing in The Chariot or I was writing with this band, like... 68 or anything i i never go all right let's make it super different i just write what's coming to me then but obviously i'm a different person i've grown up at that point i've listened to different music whatever different things come to me but i think because whatever previous record it was whether it's now or back in the day whatever previous record is like that's been done so Mm -hmm. there's no i don't need to do that again you know and so i would like to think every album's always been able to kind of stand on its own two feet um and you know uh, maybe people would um disagree with me i don't imagine anyone from lamb goat disagreeing with me but um i would imagine they would approve they're pretty easy saying um but uh i i think every album i've ever done hopefully at least in my mind has been sort of a new journey and new adventure without alienating people who liked what they liked before like Mm -hmm. um 
like there's examples if you knew the album on this album that I could say like we've never done this before. Like there's a there's a whole couple of bits that are more, real sort of Otis Redding influenced kind of James Brown world like you know just real funky, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, but still kind of rooted in rock and roll which I find James Brown was and mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I you could swing your hips and still just hear the greatness of riffs whether it's like some sort of some trumpet type riff or a riff you know just <clears throat> all those like all the the stuff that combines to make an energetic uh performance mm-hmm. on the record you know or whatever is is there and so there's things like that on this new record that I really love and 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 got me out of my comfort zone when I was writing the song I was kind of you know really having to you know dive into a new area you know of my that I'm not comfortable with and that's what I enjoy to do um and then there's some songs that's just like in my humble opinion this riff is great and I'm going to play it a bunch you know what I mean ripper of a riff so <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah as I'm writing a song regardless of what band is for it's just sort of what do I want to listen to today? What do I want to listen to now? And um, that almost always is super different than what I was listening to. And also, it helps. We we don't typically put out albums like once a year. Right. I know every a lot of bands years. just smash albums out. I think every time I die puts out albums every year. Or Two every, years? They do it so fast, it seems. And here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm looking at you every time I die. Y'all make great albums. I don't know how they do it. They still make great albums because there's a lot of bands that pop out albums Garbage. every couple of years, and it and it and it's just like man, you know. I so with a band like Every Time I Die, who are you know some of my longest standing friends, I I am inspired and like it blows me away because I don't know that I have that in me. I yeah. I, I put out albums, <clears throat> you know. I think the last one when this one finally comes out, uh, uh, two parts Viper, which is our last record, I think will be three years old. Yeah, maybe 2017. I think it came out. Uh, something like that. Maybe nearing like deluxe come out 2018 or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. But those were already, we already had those songs recorded. We didn't do anything for those. Um, so my point is, you know, every three years or so is when I start getting to the point where I go, yeah, yeah, here's songs that I feel good about releasing. But, um, I mean, every time I die, they, they pop them out pretty fast it seems yeah but they, but they it's crazy it. when you think about it like because uh, i mean <clears throat> that band has been mentioned a lot obviously in yeah, this yeah. Podcast, but i love them they're one of the bands that like they just they ran the gauntlet you know what i mean like they they just they 98 99 and then still today you know what i mean <clears throat> they're still doing it and they're, they didn't really ever they lost members you know what i mean they they even though they've lost members and done this that or the other it's technically almost kind of like they've kept. I mean, the core part of the band is all yeah, yeah. together, but the sound and the environment and the uh, energy and stuff like that is just you know crazy. They right? crush it. And another thing too is they tour a ton, which is something. So I tour a ton. So if you were to go, well, why don't you release albums more often? I would probably just chalk it up to well, I'm touring all the time. But they also tour all the time, and somehow they're still writing quality yeah. enough music to put out. You know, apparently which is they're crazy. Apparently they're sitting on a bunch of riffs right now. They don't have anywhere to record <clears throat> or to practice slash record it. Really, at. that's what they're looking for. Yeah, they made a post about that's that funny. recently. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys? Is it? Do you find it easier to write with for the '68 than your previous <clears throat> bands? Because um, obviously it's just you two, you and Nico, and I wouldn't say easier. Um, because the writing process is still similar, um, 
in the chariot, uh, I would write, uh, as much as I can and, and, you know, someone else might write a couple things, someone else might write a couple things. So, um, so that might have been easier as far as if someone had something that was up to par or whatever, it'd be like, cool. And then I would only have to come up with six or seven songs or whatever, <laughs> whatever the, the, it is, you know, we're at 68, you know, I have to come up with the full gamut, but, uh, <clears throat> writings, um, how do I say this? Writing is, is no matter what band, no matter what, or for me anyway, it's, it's beautifully difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, it is a, ta- it is, I, I find I get into my own head sometimes very in a, in an unhealthy way sometimes, but I love every minute of it. I love, I love because a lot of, I try to capture a lot of impulsive stuff. I don't, I don't try to overthink it. It's rock and roll. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be like, you know, overthought, you know, and so I try to capture a lot of impulsive stuff, but if it's the first song I've written for, you know, like, cause I'm always writing, um, no matter what. So like if, if I've, if it's the first thing I've written for, for what will later become an album, I've had sometimes definitely months, but sometimes years to listen to it. And so as impulsive as I try to keep it, sometimes you can't help but be like, Ooh, I could actually make that better. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I have time to do that, you know? And well, I know you've <clears throat> said too, that you never finish a song. You only abandon it. Uh, yes. So, yes. Yeah. I can well, I I get that. Artists can relate with that. You, you're never, you give me two more weeks on anything. I can make it better. <laughs> yeah. You give me two more years. I can make it better. But at some point you just have to let it go. Yeah, you know cut what I mean? it off. And, uh, and let, let, let it get into the abyss and let people, you know, take it for themselves, you know? And, um, which is another beautiful part I love, you know, even people that don't like it, even people that go, ah, oh, this is garbage, it's like, <clears throat> that's their, uh, that's their, their, uh, they can, they have that uh, option, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to not mm-hmm. like, and, um, I've never written music, like, for the masses or anything, so people not liking it is fine with me, because I've never been one, I've never thought about the stuff I've created as like, oh yeah, well, will spoon feed you and you'll love it, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's getting played on the radio. It's getting done. It's like, yeah. you have to dig into bits. I don't know if this is even a term anymore, but like underground bands, you know, band, like I don't even know if that exists anymore. Cause what does that even mean? But the internet doesn't make, I mean, I think with the the internet, there's now, there, there are underground bands, but the ability to not be underground is it's really, it's, everything's really so accessible yeah. that it's hard to cut. Ca- but the point is I've always been in bands that were clearly not top forties and clearly not being spoon fed because of help of back in the day MTV or now mm-hmm. radio or whatever, you know, it's like, you, you just have to, it's work on the, the, the audience's part, you know, like, like we, me and Nico were uh, driving here actually. And we were talking about how, <clears throat> you know, back in the day, you'd be like, Oh, you know, Hey, our album's coming out. And it's like, okay, let's pretend there's a person who loves your band. So they drive to Best Buy. Don't find it. They drive to Hot Topic. Hot Topic only had two. They sold out. So they can't find, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're asking a lot of a person, you know? And so I, I say all that to say that, you know, the, on the contrary, you have top 40s bands or just, you know, top 40 is such a broad term right now, but like radio bands or radio. They get played on the radio and, and, and they're, they're just like spoon fed, like, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. And, and, well, if you and hear something 12 times it. a day too, exactly. it, it, it's way more or if it's in the background. You didn't even know at the store you're shopping at, or if it's at this, or I've seen a video, or it's in this conspiracy movie that stuff, man, conspiracy 0.01% stuff. 0.01% yeah. keep you down. Um, so we've never been like that. We've never been, I've never been in a band where that's been the thing. So people who, um, enjoy 68 or enjoy my previous bands they 
in a, in a way they're invested. They've mm-hmm. invested the time to look it up or the, in the case of driving to buy it or nowadays even streaming it and stuff. And that's easier, but still, <clears throat> you know, they have to actually like, reach out and like grab mm-hmm. it and pull it in versus just someone throwing it at them constantly. And at some point it sticks, you know Right, I mean? right, right. And, um, I have no idea why I started talking about that, but there's my end there. That's cool. <laughs> That's all good. No, but, yeah. but uh, I, often, I, you know, one of the things I, I did want to ask in this, <clears throat> I mean, I already apologize for bringing up X bands, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like how did you even get in, to uh like you know music that's not for the masses i mean i know <laughs> i on your there was a podcast you did with ray on the hundred words uh podcast like a while ago you talked about like you liking stuff that your brother didn't you have an older brother <clears> and like <throat> basically anything that he likes you were like i'm not doing that yeah yeah and so <laughs> i he you you mentioned on there that he threw away bleach or whatever the mm-hmm. bleach cassette and that you picked that up and <clears throat> you know, you, you kind of like dive, dove into that. Was that like your intro into like aggressive <clears throat> or more aggressive music? Maybe. Like, uh, it, that definitely wasn't, was the beginning of, but I wouldn't. Uh, like, are you a big Nirvana fan still? Or I love Nirvana. Um, but that happened. Um, but that was probably disconnected. I mean, it has to be connected, but that was probably a little more disconnected than what I would see my journey as because I was so young that I didn't even have, I, I, I wasn't going, this is cool and I know it's cool. Yeah. I, I just was listening to it for the sheer sake that I knew he didn't, he wasn't into it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like for whatever reason. Well, that's weird <clears throat> that you weren't, I mean, cause coming from Atlanta, uh, hip hop and rap is like huge. Yeah, yeah. So it's just weird that, <clears throat> uh, not weird, I shouldn't say, but it's just, it's, it's fascinating that you weren't really, you didn't gravitate toward that at all. It, it was a journey. It was a very, very long journey. And it definitely, I mean, the, when I started, uh, so, okay, my very first concert, very first show that I went to, I paid to They go just to. came to town. The band you're about to tell me. Bush. Yeah. Toadies and Hum. That's well, just my Bush. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Bush, Toadies, and Hum loved all three bands, and I went to – my parents had to drive me to the Fox Theater and drop me off. So I watched it, and, and and I mean, I love those bands. I love them, love them. But they were on the radio. They were on yeah. – you know, there was nothing necessarily underground about them by any means. They were technically <clears> kind of <throat> underground, but that alternative scene was like all the rage. Well, and, the 90s you know. was a weird time, and, and I was – I – I kind of love, maybe it's just sort of the nostalgia of it, but I loved, because you could be weird. I mean, like, you see some interviews with, like, Beck back in the day, and it's like, this dude how do you ever weird make as it? can be, yeah. and it was amazing that that made it. But my point is, I did that show, I went to that show, and I was, that was it. I, I was, that very, very moment, I was like, this is what I'm, I want to do, and I'm going to try my best to do it. So then I started just going to any show I could. Any show. It didn't matter if I had the money. I went, I, I saw Pumpkins, uh, on, on, um, Melancholy Infinite Status. I saw Rage Against the Machine. I oh saw my goodness. Like, you are so <clears throat> lucky. I just saw everything I could see. Everything. Yeah. I saw stuff I didn't even care too much about. But, um, I don't know the exact, um, gosh, if I wish I, anyway. These were all big bands. These were all big, uh, stadium rock type stuff. Right. And then I went and saw, um, I wish I knew exactly who it was, but I went and saw a show at the Masquerade. 
um, which is Atlanta, and it's an Atlanta staple, and and it was slightly smaller, still I think twelve hundred cap room, fifteen maybe, um, and that was the first. I mean, there's no barricade, mm-hmm. like there's the the singer, you know what I mean? And that was the first time I was like, oh, there's like there's a different vibe, yeah, shows. yeah. And so I'm gonna skip ahead a bunch, but basically that show made me go to cheaper shows, which 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 I could afford more. So local like, cool. shows. Well, not yet local, but, um, but I remember I saw, I saw like, um, Unsane and I saw, uh, Stuck Mojo. I mm-hmm. saw, um, uh, we're dipping back to the nineties. So real. many, so many bands. And, and w- this one time and I, it might've been Stuck Mojo or maybe it was Unsane or Orange Nine Millimeter or something. I don't remember, but whatever show it was, a band opened and they were awesome, and um, at least I thought they were at that time. But I don't know if they were now. Uh, it might have been dated for all of them. But uh, they were like, yeah, we're from right here, Atlanta. And back in those days, you know, especially in your local band, you just played like nearly every weekend. Yeah. So they're like, we're actually playing, you know, two weekends from now, and so you should come check it out. And I and it all clicked. I was like, whoa, they're from here. Yeah. Like they're they live in my home, like Atlanta. And so, I, so we went and saw him the next, the two, and, and the singer exited stage and went and sold merch. Yeah, you were saying that po- <clears throat> on that podcast. Okay. You were saying this exact story. I can't remember okay. what the band name was, and yeah. I, I'm apologizing for that to help you out with that, but yeah. It was definitely, so that was the moment, somewhere in all that, it clicked. Local bands, there, there's bands that are here, that are just playing shows here, and, and they might jump on a cool stuck mojo show or whatever but right. they, they're from here and um yeah somewhere and all that is is you know i i think i even maybe technically started uh like norma Jean at the time but i but whatever it was was that was those things made me realize because if you're if you're a kid trying to you know like oh, i want to be in a band and you're thinking like smash pumpkins like well, I don't know how to take that step. Right. I mean, I still don't know how to take that yeah, step. I, I if you were no... to tell me, like, write a Smashing Pumpkins-esque song, I'd be like, uh, no, yeah. I, there's oh, no oh, way. Or more importantly, hey, go do a Smashing Pumpkins-sized tour. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, I've I'll been in the, the music industry right now, yeah. now for so long, and I don't know <laughs> how to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I you're playing festivals, kind of. It's almost the same thing, but they're not there for just you, well, per se. yeah, and they hit me up, which is very, very nice of them, but... I don't know how to go and get on yeah, a yeah. big stadium tour like that. I've done, I've been fortunate enough to do some neat stuff, but outside of them hitting you up. So when you're a kid and you're thinking about being a band, there's, there's no step where you go, oh, I'm going to be pumpkins. But there is a step where you go, oh, I can play in the My city town. of Atlanta, yeah. you know? And so that became the like hook that I was like, I just want to jam, you know? And so at those, at those. My iPad, the, the bottom. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt you. Just passing my iPad. Thank you. Back in those days, we would just have our own parties so that we could play shows. Right. <laughs> and, and that's how we would play. <laughs> and so that was like, <clears throat> that's how we started. That, that's how I started Norma Jean when I was in like sophomore in high school or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, you were saying you don't, <clears throat> you know, because lyrically, I've always, um, I've been a fan of most, I mean, I've been a fan of all your bands that you've been a part of <laughs> at the time that you were a part of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, 
I kind of had this like disconnect with Norma Jean after you left, as most, as a lot of people I say uh, maybe did as well. But then I kind of gravitated back toward yeah p- toward them. I think some of their best records was written after me for the record. But I carry think on. the what uh, Polar similar was like maybe their best record. That one of my had. favorite records, which is it's always a, a little odd to say your favorite record <laughs> is something that's not newest. Right. Um, but I mean, no disrespect to the band. Uh, Corey, you know I love you, but um, uh, um, uh, uh, Redeemer is actually my favorite album, oh, okay. and it was like two, maybe three albums after I left. So yeah, I, I, I think that was an adult record versus. I'd like Oh God, the Aftermath too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so that's my favorite album they did, but I've liked everything they've done, and Oh God was great. Um, but that that's my favorite is is Redeemer. If I had to pick one. All right, well, the internet's not going to work on my iPad, so I'm not going to bring that up. We're just going to wing the rest of it, which is fine. <laughs> I just won't get to Alex's questions as often as I probably should. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> so how did you, speaking of like Norma Jean and the Chariot and all your other bands, uh, how did you kind of like gravitate toward the like the dissonant, like weird sound that you guys, like Norma Jean was like one of the big pioneers for? <clears throat> um, again, I like think crazy we used to call them shit notes. We call them, uh, we've called them horror chords. We've called them squirrely birds. Um, uh, nanner nanners. Yeah. And, uh, there may be a couple others. I'm I mean, not I fell in right love now. with that. When, when, I, when I started hearing that, I was like, Same. what is this? And the- we also fell in love. Um, <clears throat> there was a bunch of, I mean, we were listening to everything from. Were you playing guitar on this time too? So when I started Norma Jean, I technically played guitar. And, um, and then played for a while, but nobody would have ever known. I mean, this was when we were just doing our own parties and stuff. But when we got, um, yeah, like even like the earliest inception of even that. Um, but when, when I got, uh, the second guitarist, I was like, I just want to be a singer. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, but I think the actual nanner nanner chord, we, I think we heard Corn do hmm, interesting, like because they do that, you know. They do versions of that. They do the sort of like here's the right note, but you go one over kind yeah. of thing. This is like this is like <clears throat> life is peachy kind of vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. not like issues, right? We're not talking like yeah. Issues. The, uh, this was probably uh, the Corn record, the first yeah, one. self-titled. Yeah, life is peachy um, stuff, yeah. I know they, do, but I mean, you know, we were into that, and and some of our earlier stuff maybe resembled that more, but. Even prior to that, we were doing like Iggy Pop songs and, and probably sounded more like, uh, you know, or at least trying our best to sound like Unsane and stuff, you know, just very dirty and, and, um, but then, yeah, um, as we sort of got into different things and stuff, we got more kind of like love Deftones, love Corn. And, but I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to say we just directly took it from them, but I, I know Corn did those like unsavory notes, you right. know, those, those things. It's like that's not right, but it sounds <laughs> great, you know. <clears throat> and so we just kind of did it, and we just loved it. We loved the the feeling it would give you, you know, and 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 doing things that were incorrect, and and it wasn't mathematically incorrect to us. It was just pure ignorance. We mm-hmm. we didn't know. I mean, we did, I still don't know scales or anything like that, so I don't know, like, if I'm hitting a wrong note, I just know that sounds neat. I like right. that, you know, even with 68. Um, so you do you – are you, like – when you learn guitar, did you just kind of, like, mess around with it? 
Yeah. You didn't like take classes or anything? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tim um, was also like that. Verundra, and I was yeah. like, that is insane. Because the structure <clears> and the and just the guitar work in both your bands is like, or well, I mean, like you you obviously weren't writing a lot of guitar riffs, maybe for the bulk part in like the Chariot and Norma Jean, but like it's <clears> weird <throat> to meet people that didn't like you know they weren't trained or anything like that. Yeah. Well, um, I wrote a good bit and I wrote a ton of the Chariot stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, between all the records and stuff, I definitely wrote a, a ton of that. Um, and then Norma Jean, uh, I wrote X amount of songs, but uh, uh, the albums I was on. But um, <clears throat> I think. I'm a big fan of knowledge. I really love to know things, but I think when it comes to guitar, I think we were able to create the sound that we did because of our ignorance. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not even about to lie to you when I tell you that we were doing some like extensive touring, like quality stuff not full u.s touring yet but not just weekend warrior stuff i'm talking we do two weeks in the southeast we do some like bigger band stuff and we didn't know that you tune your guitars to a certain note right we would tune them to each other but we like someone at one point on a tour not in our hometown <laughs> was like what do y'all tune to what and we were like i don't know him yeah, literally, like, 100%, like, I don't know. And they were like, what do you mean you don't know? And we were like, "What? I don't even know what you mean. What do you tune to? Yeah. And so I don't know. Are what you talking about, like, standard time. tuning, drop D or anything like that? Or are you just, like, we, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, so let's pretend standard tuning. We would tune to each other, and we would, we knew how to play the power chords. Mm -hmm. And so our guitar would be in tune, in theory, and it would be in tune to that dude, and it would be tuned to the bass. But it was because we were like, oh, hit your open. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have, we didn't own tuners. We oh, didn't, okay. We didn't, so I wasn't tuning, or I, didn't, I wouldn't play guitar at that moment, but I, we weren't tuning to a tuner that said, oh, you're in drop C right, or whatever. Right, right, right. It, we were on a tour when someone was like, what are you tuned to? And we were like, I don't know. And then they hooked to their tuner and whatever it was at the time. So I remember being in a van driving to like another show going, I guess we should figure out what we're tuned to, like what we want to tune to, <laughs> yeah. like having this discussion. And we were talking about bands, you know, like, like Coalesce and, and, uh -huh. and bands. We were like, well, what are they tuned to? And, you know, like, so, <clears throat> you know, I mean, our ignorance sort of maybe assisted in us playing these dissonant chords mm -hmm. and these notes that weren't correct. And like, we would play a riff that's like, oh, that, that's, that riff sounds neat, you know, and it's, but someone who really knew what they were doing on guitar might be like, well, that's not right. You know, that those, you don't do that in the scale of whatever, you know, yeah. but we didn't know that. So right. we weren't, we weren't, so we just were having fun, you know, and, and a it lot of good a comes from that too. I, I, um, I think there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in not going through that. You, you can probably get to point A to point B faster, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, we were, I mean, we, I've, I've had a blast and, and I, my, some of my favorite times was in those days, you know, mm -hmm. and, and because nothing we were doing was a business. It was just for fun or oh, for the passion. Fun. Like music, nothing yeah. involved equaled money. Nothing equaled, yo, if we do, when we do, it was just like, it could wrap up at any moment. We, you know, right. at any moment, like, first of all, 
we're having a blast because we got to go back to high school uh, next, <laughs> next Monday. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like literally some of those, I mean, we, we were, if we got to do like a week thing or something, um, you know, we'd skip, we'd have to skip some school and like, and well, luckily you wasn't like, stuff. you had to, I think now if you miss <clears throat> X amount of days, you got to like, you're automatically. Yeah. I out. hear it's crazy. Um, we, uh, it was a different time, yeah, different time. together though. Nineties. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was very like, it was a very unique time, and we, none of us knew it was a unique time. Well, yeah, we didn't know where we were going. But. That particular time frame that we're talking about, you know, golden age of like <clears throat> yeah. the our particular music scene. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that was really. That's why, like, nostalgia is such a a bad thing. I think for for me for the <clears throat> scene because, like, we were talking about earlier. Sure. I don't know if it's on the podcast or not, but uh, not that not that many like new band. You, there's a lot. Well, first off, I think there's way too many new bands to keep up with. Sure. But um, there's just like too much going on and stuff. Well, it's and too much, and also there's something to be said about, and, th- and this is not a blanket statement. There's, I'm sure, there's so many good new bands that exist. But um, I've produced a few bands here and there, and so I've dealt, I've talked to a bunch of younger bands, mm-hmm. and some have this, some don't. <clears throat> when when early Norma Jean was doing our thing. When every time I die, I was doing their thing. When when you know all all these bands that were popping up at that point, um, you know, there's other bands that I know personally that I could vouch for that. Would, there was no such thing of oh man, when we make it, it's gonna be a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. The biggest thing that people would compare us to is still a small band that was doing 300 cap rooms right. that like like. I don't want to mention the band's name in case this is embarrassing, but one of the bigger bands that we would sort of be like, dude, you guys are the next, like the dude still worked at a pizza shop because he had to pay bills. So, so the penultimate goal, if you had one was still, I got to work at a pizza shop and pay bills. So I say all that to say this, we did it purely out of a love for jamming and music and live show and people and humans mixing with other humans and and just mosh pits and like all this like sweat you know it was it because it was no such thing now my the the thing that i said earlier goes to this a lot of new bands not all of them but a ton of them the very 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 earliest inclination is business right it's Oh man, dude, when we get on a bus, like that'd be, and it's like a bus. Like back in the day, if I was touring, if I was joking about touring on a bus, it would be the equivalent of me now being joking about touring on a private jet. Right. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just like, like there's no such thing. Yeah. And that's not my first priority. Yeah. Like, like that's like making it, you know, paying your bills with it. That's not even, that wasn't even on the docket back then. A lot then. of bands now, I mean, I would, I shouldn't <laughs> say a lot of bands, but I think that bands now also, um, you know, they set out because, now that road has already been paved. Yeah. Like you guys, every time I die, all these other sure. bands have already paid the road, paved the road for like these bands actually can amount to yeah, something yeah. next to nothing. So <clears throat> I think a lot of bands that start out like, um, knocked loose obviously is a really big band currently yeah. right now. Um, and a lot of people may like not have heard of them until like this last <clears throat> record or the, mm-hmm. the record that just came out. But, you know, they've also been doing it for a for number sure. of years already. So yeah. a lot of people kind of, you know, forget that once you hear of a new band, that band's been doing their thing for a Most hot second. You yeah. Because I, mean? so, I remember when we got a, we did a tour, Norma Jean did a tour, it was a Converge and Hatebreed. 
and at that moment of that very very slice of moment <clears throat> hate breed was like they was they were breaking boundaries or something like that um or before yeah, then? I, it, they were i mean they were still doing like uh like thousand cap rooms like 800 to that's still big cap. as heck back then though. oh it was it was the biggest yeah there was nothing bigger as far as i was i mean we were like <laughs> what like and i might have been i might exaggerate it might have been like six to eight hundred i don't remember exactly it feels like a thousand it was so many people and we were just like here's a heavy band who's broken through you know what yeah. i mean and you know, this day and age, there's bands that, and, and even Avery went on to do way hey, better than that. Shit, yeah. yeah, but but like at that time, I remember just being like, "This is we're about to be on this tour. This is the biggest thing ever." You know. And so again, when uh, I say all that, I, I want to just sort of hark one more time back on the fact that some bands, some newer bands, I think when you're when you're like, let's start a band, and that that first priority is some sort of fame or yeah. some sort of uh notoriety or some sort of uh i can I, this is like i can make it whatever that means selling out like so to speak. when that's your first initial thing i think who am i and who cares but i think that can definitely hinder the whole process of like hey for sure how about being five buds that yeah, love like, hanging out yeah. and because if you get stuck sweating in a van together you got to be able to like chill and, mm-hmm. and, and kick it and like not hate each other but if your only thought process is like touring in a bus it's probably not going to happen yeah no and matter how much you put that out in the universe and therefore when it doesn't happen you feel like you have failed when i've uh, i have technically toured in a bus a couple times but uh, because of weird circumstances but it's like if I, if that was my only goal or my only barometer for success, I would have this whole thing would have been failing. <laughs> right. Every band would have right, failed right. Uh, as far as Wild Style was in it, you know. But um, but for me, it became a success the moment I was having fun playing a show. Yeah. Whether it's local town USA, uh, Atlanta, for forty kids, it was like yeah. I'm playing a show. Well, my band never made money one bit, <laughs> and we would tour. Me neither. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, my band never, never <clears throat> did anything. I mean, not as far as like financially, yeah, yeah, went. But like, again, best times, dude. Best times of my life it were is spent. The best. And you know, the thing is, like, uh, for <clears throat> bands, this could probably be helpful for bands that are like hitting the road and just like slumming it, and just mm-hmm. like it's hard out there. Um, though, looking back, those rough times are much better than even the good times on tour. Because it's just like, oh, wow, I can't believe we slept in the parking lot in New Jersey yeah. in the middle of summer. You know what For I mean? Sure. The door is open and we're just like, oh, yeah. sweating our balls off. So that kind of stuff always sticks with you. And Those are the stories you tell later. Yeah. You don't tell the story of like going into a hotel and sleeping good for eight hours and then waking up the next day and leaving. And partly that's you not know even I mean? part of the whole Yeah. That's not even part of the whole <clears throat> gimmick, so to speak, of being in that kind of band. That's it's, just like a It's all about the adventure. Yeah. It's the adventure. And like that's the thing that I think people want to just skip that first step and go straight to touring on a bus or whatever. And it's like Honestly, if you can do that, cool, go for it. Why not, I guess. But for me, I've never been interested in that part of rock and roll or whatever. I've been interested in playing loud music in front of, yeah. in front of humans. Even So 68's been fortunate enough. We've done some stadium rock tours and stuff, and, and, and they're nice. I'm not going to complain about you know 3,000 people being at a show every night, but... There's a 13 foot barricade. I mean, it's just heads. You know, it's, it's a different hard thing. Yeah. To be, I, I I don't want to sound ungrateful because I love the uh, opportunity, but 
I'm here to look out and see humans. You know, I want to see a full body. I want to see, I want to look out and, and that's the interact. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I enjoy playing loud music and the camaraderie of other people. When it's that big of a thing, I mean, it's just me and Nico jamming and right. for each other. Like we're at practice, my, you know, because, yeah. because there's 13 foot away is the nearest soul and yeah. that, and I can't interact with them and, and they, then it it starts to become like if that's where I lived I don't live there so I don't have to like really cross this bridge but if I lived there if our if a band I was in ever made it to a level like I would then force a way to interact really hard I don't know I don't know what that looks like because I don't have to do it but I would make it my own thing and mm-hmm. feel like okay there's a lot of people but somehow I can make them individual humans but for now. <clears throat> Because I live where I live, and from time to time I dip my toe into some big stadium right, rock right. tour that we get fortunate enough to do. Um, it, it honestly just becomes, you know, you're just looking out at a sea of people, and you're just kind of like, we're just going to jam for each other. It's yeah. like it's me and Nico show. Here we you know, go again. Like, yeah, like like <laughs> shaking his hand, going, <laughs> "This is neat," but uh, you know, like I like I like interacting with people, and and that's you know, um, that's the stuff that I think. Um, for me anyway, that's the heart and soul of it. Cause everything yeah. else is just kind of like, I don't know, like m- money's neat. Uh, we need it. Um, <clears throat> but once it gets to that level, it's just, I mean, I-, I would imagine it very, very difficult not to phone it in a lot <laughs> Yeah, yeah. because you're yeah, not, yeah. you're not seeing, have you seen Motley Crue lately? Uh, I have not. <laughs> Google or uh, YouTube some of their later la- latest live shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that Phoning it in is is. I, how would you not? I, I don't know how you would. I mean, if but, that's you know, your they, thing every single day. I think they're used to it, though. You know, and that might mm-hmm. be. You know, that's why I was going to say too, because like you, you seem to love to challenge yourself. That's why yeah. I, I kind of feel like. <clears throat> not to bring up past bands again, but as I feel that band gets big. I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> It I've just, been called out before on yeah, that. Yeah. It's fun. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, even I can't even think to myself if I were <laughs> – I mean, I'm kind of starting a band now. But, like, I don't ever foresee myself doing even, like, a festival or something like right. that. Because, like, that's not something – all the music that I really, truly am passionate about, out, I mean, inside <clears> this kind of genre, it, it speaks – it speaks to you way better in a yeah. more intimate venue for sure. rather than like a stadium thing. And like, you know, talking to like Tim about going on tour with like Isles and Chains and stuff like yeah. that, like and corn, that's just like a crazy <clears throat> experience because like, you know, they're also one of those bands on the cusp of like, if, you know, they could almost kind of, they've broken through a little bit, but they, you know, took time off and yeah. they can kind of break through again. But it's just like you're saying that there's a giant disconnect <clears throat> between a, a band like that and um you know it's just cuz like you said those most of those fans of that of, the, of these particular bands had to seek them out especially yeah. in our time right cuz no one was telling us about like for sure hey you should listen to this that's why it's usually a smarter audience that listens yeah. to 68 or every time it's usually predominantly a a more intelligent audience you know because no one was just throwing it at them right. constantly and then it just stuck and they're like, I like this. It's like, you know, they had to, like you said, they literally had to reach out, you know, grab a hold of it, bring it in. And then some, I'm sure some bands, they went, Oh, I'm not into this, but you know, it's, it's an investment to mm-hmm. some degree. And so I think it produces a, 
a, a far more intelligent. Not not to say you know some Taylor Swift crowd's not intelligent. I'm sure they are. Um, the but, music, however, though, <laughs> just might not be as intelligent. Well, I, I I'm not even saying that necessarily. I'm just saying on on an average sort of broad stroke, it's very Taylor Swift crowds or Taylor Swift crowds. There's so many people. There's bound to be intelligent folks, but when you look at our world, there too. when you look at our world, it, they, I mean, you, you almost are setting a standard just by how hard it was to get back in the day. Nowadays with streaming, it's a little easier, yeah. but you still have to like, you know, you still have to dig in and go, Oh, they came out the new CD. I've got to <laughs> jam it. And MySpace, I think was a big thing <clears throat> for, yeah. I mean, I bring it up all the time, but only because like that was insane to find bands on. And there's nothing really even like that now <clears throat> other than right. like streaming platform. Yeah. And maybe like, you know, blogs and webzines and stuff like that but before all that you know there was myspace and yeah you know i mean that started as far as i'm aware like uh you know because i i was just barely the 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 bear because of uh jamie from hate breed he did um uh headbangers ball Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so so there was just the tiniest touch of of me living in some sort of world where you had to have mtv like you you like MTV? Yeah, she's back. Um, you had to. You if if MTV wasn't into you, where else are they going to see your stuff? Yeah. If you're not on the radio or whatever. Um, so I just barely touched it a bit. A bit. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but um, but now we live in a world where, like, if I go, yo, you check, you should check this band out right now. You can check them right, out. I, show them, I yeah. don't need MTV. I don't need the radio necessarily. I don't need. I just need some people who are kind of stoked, who are willing to be like, yo. I'll check it out. I saw this cool show. You should go see this band. And then that person right then and there goes, okay, I'll check it out right now. But And then you either like it or you don't, but at least you know about it versus back in the day where I mean, you had to actually like submit to out, them. Yeah. You had to like, oh, I remember I did this interview one time and it was like for no name I had ever heard of. <clears throat> um She's like, I'm trying to hang yeah, out with Josh, the, but I'm just wanted, he's just wanting to be in your lab, but you're going to have hair all over you. So. Um, uh, but I did this one interview ages ago when 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 that was happening, and it was for something I'd never even heard of. But all my team of folks was going, "Yo, they're they're like in they're in cahoots with MTV. You should do this." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "So like <laughs> like it was like some like two a two two uh two in the afternoon uh, interview of uh, some big festival thing and. I was like, I don't want to go all the way out there and try to do this interview thing, yeah. you know? And like, and they're like, oh, they're, they're with MTV. You should do it and all this stuff. And I was just like, <clears throat> well, you know, and again, it was that whole mentality of like, you got to get, do you need that? <laughs> you got to get MTV on your side, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and, he, and so, um, I don't remember my point other than saying nowadays, I think it's a lot easier. When MySpace happened, when Facebook happened, all these things, these are things that I know bigger bands, I could, it's, it's easy to make the argument, oh, no one's making money anymore because of all these things. It's true. There's, you, you can't not, you can't pretend that's not happening, but for bands I've been in, it's only made it more accessible. If someone's like, hey, there's this crazy band you should check out, boom, you can go to YouTube right now and yeah. you can check it out. And you Definitely levels the playing field of, of it, a kind of... It helped bands I was in. I mean, again, bigger bands, you know, they probably saw their money just drop a ton. Oh, yeah. 
but I never saw my money go up, so I yeah. never had to worry about it going down. So for me, it was. But just should like, there have money have been up there in the beginning <laughs> to begin with? Because like you know, it's one of those things where like it, that most of that stuff was force fed upon. Yeah, right. People in general, so of course they're like I, I like. I have an argument about the Beatles. I'm not like the biggest Beatles fan. Ooh, easy. I know. I love but Beatles. But they also like they <clears> happen <throat> to be the that a band that was lucky at that time. There was only mm-hmm. like three. Yeah, stations right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So when something like when something's on the television, most America was already glued to it anyway. Sure. So like, if the Beatles or something like the Beatles were to come out today, I mean, like boy bands come out all the time. <clears throat> you know? I'm not saying that the Beatles were technically a boy band, but right, it's one of those things where like I feel like I yeah I get looked down upon a lot because I'm like the Beatles are just the Beatles to me. Yeah, right. You know what I mean, like uh, they they wrote their songs and all that, this that the other, but they also had the ability to be like the one band. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Uh, I still love the Beatles, but um, I think <laughs> I think every band in the history of ever is just kind of trying to do sort of what the Beatles are doing, right. or or Zeppelin, or one, you know. But um, <clears throat> but I mean, it is true. But there has to be something to be said about well, what did the Beatles do that made the Beatles the Beatles right, versus no, I get it. X band that also existed, or uh, mm-hmm. there had presumably there was more bands prior to them that never actually did that thing. I always wondered about that, too. Because I always wondered, like, there had to have been neighborhood bands with the Beatles. Like, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? They sure. they all had to jam out and play shows at some mm-hmm. point. And so, like, who were these other bands? I mean, let's let's talk about Elvis and let's talk about Johnny Cash and all them. They, I mean, before the Beatles. You mm-hmm. know, they, they were... I love um, uh, Walk the Line, that movie. Um, but I, I read Johnny Cash's book uh, before the movie came out, and it talked about them touring... But they're driving themselves yeah. from point A to point B. There, there's uh, in that and the, the scene in the movie is so good. It's like June Carter, Johnny Johnny Cash, Elvis, I think Roy Orbison, and maybe someone else. And, and they're all in this like station wagon driving themselves. And uh-huh. like someone's got their feet like right there, and they're like ah. And it's like here's these like for us these gigantic Monstrous, yeah. like they they started it all. They invented touring, mm-hmm. like literally invented it, and. But, you know, like we were talking about younger bands now being like, oh, man, touring the bus. Yeah. Here's these people who are huge, yeah. and they're just driving themselves because that's all you knew to do, you know, or whatever. And it's, and, it's humanizing. Yeah, and, um, you know, and, and I think the moment something does break or something does happen good for you or whatever, may, maybe you're far more grateful for it, and you're so much more yeah. able to go, this is amazing because remember when we were driving ourselves around, you know, yeah. or whatever, but, uh, splitting gas. Yeah, exactly. Especially um, but, gas was like, what, five cents a gallon or something. So there's those bands who sort of forced it into existence. Maybe, maybe they didn't, maybe the right people. No, I mean, I think you're right. They because forced it. In exi- and then in Beatles were able frame. to kind of jump on that bandwagon that they, you know, they had paved the road for the Beatles mm-hmm. and then the Beatles paved the road for everyone else, uh, for the stones. And then everyone else was able to yeah. jump in on all that, you know, and like, and so, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it's just been getting easier and easier and easier, you know? I mean, now all I need to tour is this. Yeah. I mean, this is the only thing I need to tour with. This is my tour manager. This is my maps. This is my music, everything. When I started touring, you know, you had proper maps. Did like you remember? Uh, physical uh, map. Uh, that's something that I can't, um, it's a great I can't even, I can't even like remember, you know yeah. what I mean? Like busting out and pulling over at a rest stop and busting the Atlas out and being like, all right, where are we go? Like, yeah. How do we get Thumbing there? Coming through it and being like, okay, well, we're in this state. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, where's the VFW hall? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's. I don't. I, I remember when MapQuest came out and you could like print off <clears throat> yeah, your directions. Yeah. Oh that was my huge. god, huge! But the, but the thing is, back Bayonet, but you always made it where you needed to go. Yes, eventually. I remember we would drive like we had shifts, obviously driving, and I remember when it was your shift and you're driving around, and all of a sudden you go. Oh no, I am going the wrong way and I know I'm going the wrong way because I hit the wrong state. Yeah. A state I should not have ever hit. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what does this even mean? Like, Hope the everyone's four asleep. five hours. Oh, dude, you're, you're <laughs> praying they're asleep and you pray you can do this little turn without everyone waking up and just being like, what? Where we you at? drove into the Nebraska or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's, that's crazy. Mean, um, so, but this is a great equalizer because back in the day, maybe you played great music. Maybe you were a phenomenal songwriter. So you didn't have anyone able to like navigate maps and stuff, yeah. or you or you got lost three too many times. You're like, this ain't worth it. And you went home and you got a real job. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. so, so nowadays you got everybody can tour. Every single person can pull up a map, and I mean you're never lost. Right. Like and and so it, it's a great equalizer, and and in a way it can be a bummer, but in a way it's kind of cool because it's like well. Now we've put all the focus on is the music good or is the music not good because that's more of the barometer now. Yeah. Like I said, person A who couldn't navigate, maybe they wrote phenomenal music, but they just never was able to drive safely with someone else looking at the maps because they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, oh yeah, for sure. And so their band was done. We never heard of it, you know, or whatever. Do you? Uh, <clears throat> does it ever bum you out that there's like good music out there you'll never hear all the time? Yeah. I, I think about it way too much. Yeah, and that's, then, that's and then I think about too. the garbage. Some of the garbage that is big, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, that's not here because some of the bands I know, some 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 music, uh, some music I think, oh, this is phenomenal, uh, um, and then you know, two years later they're done, and I'm like, oh, what, what do? And they're just like. Dude, I, I gotta what do you mean? Bills. There's bands like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. a bummer. So, um, are we done? Nah, I, I, there's a couple things I want to ask really quick. <laughs> okay. um, again, we're gonna touch base with some older shit. So, apologies. All good. Do you ever find it <clears throat> like? Because Bless the Martyrs, obviously, like one of Metalcore's like founding <laughs> records, obviously. So, like, do you ever find it's like hard to live up to that? When, before the 68, I should say, because I feel like 68 is a kind of a different uh, offshoot from even mm-hmm. the Chariot or whatever. But, like, right. did when you were starting the Chariot and stuff like that, were you worried about, like, coming out from <clears throat> underneath that shadow of some some sort? Not really. Um, or were you not part of the band that long to where <clears throat> you never really kind of grasped how big that record was at the time? Um, I was. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still just me so it's hard for me to pretend that world exists mm-hmm. because i'm just me and like daniel's daniel and scotty you know like all yeah, they're yeah. just my friends from middle school Your boys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. hard for it. it's hard for me to like take any of that re- seriously but um but i understand um you know uh i i see that it has sort of paved a road of some sort in some world and i'm very grateful for that very honored to do that uh to have been a part of that um but when I started the chariot, I never it never even crossed my my mind to live up to any standard. In fact, our first album was like recorded live and yeah. feedback everywhere. I mean, I did everything I could to sort of alienate any anything that would have any interest in like any sort of. It was supposed to be as like this is it's it's new thing. Yeah. It's its own thing, and and it's not in any way to be compared to that. But the thing is, 
when I parted ways, like Norma Jean kept going and they, and, and they, they remained some of my longest standing friends and even, uh, at least a couple different variations of Norma Jean that have existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mainly Corey. I mean, I'm good friends with him and still in, but, um, but even a couple of people that have came in, you know, I know them and stuff really well. And so, um, Brad. yeah. So, um, so anyone that was, that existed, I'm always very, I, I was always very proud of, you know, like when I watched Norma Jean, like I was always like, these are my friends. These mm-hmm. are, these are in this music that I believe in. <clears throat> when they did Oh God, it was like, this is great music. And when it did good, I was like, great. And Redeemer, you know, all these things, I'm very, very happy for them. Uh, again, kind of like we were talking about how, how good, good music getting big makes you happy. You right, know? Right, it right. makes, uh, especially good people. Um, so I was always, always very, very big fan of, of, Norma Jean and then when and then them having success when I started the chariot it was um in my mind anyway it was such a different offshoot because you know they sort of went on to in, in the tiniest ways they sort of went on to do some more um they were sonically different a little bit a lot of yeah. I think a lot of bit um they sort of did some stuff that you could assume might make it onto a radio or something not that they were like Radio rock, but they were also they were doing, doing the Ozfest thing a lot too. Like that was right. a, that was a big prominent they thing. They were just doing a different thing, yeah. and it was awesome, and I was happy for them. But what we were doing with the chariot was very, very different. And so I never once thought about it as. And also, I know lightning never strikes twice, so I never even. <laughs> I literally thought the chariot, I, the chariot doing what we did, was a big shock for me because I'm I'm fully aware lightning shouldn't strike twice, and so the fact that Norma Jean did what we did. Uh, or, you know, Bless the Martyr did what it did when, while, while I was with it. I, and then, I, and then what it continued to do, I never once pretended that the chariot would do any of that. I, I just was gonna stay, lo- I mean, I was just playing music. I didn't right, really right. think about it, but I, I knew it would never do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chariot got to a spot where we were paying our bills and we were doing, um, really neat tours and, yeah. and fun things that, um, that, uh, really surprised me and, and 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 it made it to a point where i mean we traveled to russia four or five times That's crazy. we did um yeah. australia several times like all those things are things that are very humbling for me and then so so to, for it to get to a spot where it literally got as big as it was and then we decided to part ways because <laughs> <laughs> again you Classic. just like to make it hard for uh, yourself you know i love the struggle I've, i find beauty in it but I'm too um, big i gotta go I, it, it, uh, when we parted ways, you know, and I started 68, um, I again was like, cool, well, lighting will surely not be in my favor <laughs> here. Um, and so far so good. It's yeah. been very, very nice. We've done, I've done some of the bigger tours I've ever done in 68 as far as supporting mm-hmm. other you bands. Did, uh, Stone Sour is one of them? <laughs> We've done Stone Sour. Um, we did Bring Me the Horizon in the States. That's and the in, question and Alex the, had. Um, what? Which Did bands we? were more receptive to the 68? Was it the Stone <clears throat> Sour crowd or Bring Me the Horizon? It's hard to know. Because um, I feel like Bring Me the Horizon at least is somewhat in the same ballpark as like hardcore <clears throat> and metal because well, like they're different now. There's a, there's a connection with us and Bring Me. I, I've toured, the Chariot toured with Bring Me a few t- different times. So if you know Bring Me, you might have known the Chariot and you mm-hmm. might maybe know 68. Um, also... I sang on one of their songs um, mm-hmm. on one of the records, and so again, my a small connection. Um, having said that, I think 
I think it's trivial. I, I, if I had to just throw money down on something, I would say maybe Stolen Sour was a little more um, receptive to us, but that doesn't mean the, the Bring Me crowd was not bad. feeling it. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were feeling it, and, and I've definitely seen a benefit of touring with them. We did an Australia run with them, uh, and it was just as big as I mean, it was proper arenas and two nights in a row. So yeah. I mean, they're just as big as can be, and great dudes, and 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 very thankful that they decided to take us out because they didn't need us you yeah. know what i mean the shows were like sold out well before we yeah. got announced we need to sell some more um, tickets get josh in the board no man. they were like we're already sold out who should we take and they were super nice and brought us out for whatever reason so but um but we did a tour after that uh so that was australia we did a tour i don't know a year or two after that in australia and we definitely saw a a, a, a clear bump in our shows That's because cool. of them, you know, yeah. and, and so, um, so I think those crowds were really into what we were doing. Um, uh, but with Stone Sour, um, well, the only thing I can say with Stone Sour is that we were, it was more recent. Uh, the Stone Sour was, was that last year maybe or a year before? I don't know. It was really, it was recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Bring These were, uh, the Bring These shows were, um, a couple of years before, prior to that. So, presumably, I'm better at my instrument, better at making my sound sound the way it does. Especially better, for you know, that, so, your current band. Yeah, so I, I'm presumably better at singing, better at performing, whatever, you know. And so, uh, I think that helped with the Stone Sour. It, it, that, that's the only reason I would even barely say maybe Stone Sour crowd reacted to us a little bit even better, um, just based on... You've been that band for a little bit longer. And as, soon, as soon as we'd end, I mean, they would... I mean, there, were, there was a couple of shows where they were like chanting our name, which oh, I was cool. just like, that's fun, you yeah. know, uh, and I think it was, you know, maybe just because we had been a band a little longer, people maybe were there for us as well as Stone Sour. Well, maybe, it's a unique you know sight I mean? too. Just you guys, just <clears throat> two you guys out there, you know what I mean? Just yeah. flashing it around. Well, visually, I think that get, throws people like, wait, what? There's only two dudes? Do you have like a bass kind of pedal? I, what, how do you, <clears throat> how do you like supplement the sound with that? I split my signal three ways. So it comes out of my guitar, goes into a splitter. A goes to like whatever pedals I feel like that guitarist would use, goes to a head, goes to a cab. B goes into whatever pedals I think that guitarist would use, pedals, and then a head, and then a, a cab. And then C drops an octave down, goes into a couple pedals, and then bass out in front. So when it works, it feels real nice, you know. Does um, it work all the time? Nope. Um, <laughs> I don't have any crew or guitar techs or anything, so there's plenty of times where Gosh, I'm just kind of like, like uh, whatever, yeah. screw it. So that might be a, a, a poignant uh, reference to, to to note on the um, the longer I am in this band, the m better I can make it's my sound, sound better yeah. because some money comes in and I'm able to try this pedal out or try that or some guy told me, hey, you should check this out. Or, so there's never going <laughs> to be like a second guitar player or a bass player in 68, huh? I don't think so. I have no... I mean, you know, you look at Black Keys, they were two-piece forever and then they became a, like a five-piece sort of thing that I, I'll never say never, but for me, I I, they, I didn't know that they became a full band. I've only seen them as a two-piece. So I, I don't know what they would consider themselves, but I've seen them live. They, there's the two dudes and then... Not hidden away, but just in the back, you'll see other guys. guitars yeah, yeah. and bass and stuff. But um, so I'll never say never. But I have right now the when I started '68 on the heels of the Chariot, the whole thing for me was 
how can I take something I'm pretty comfortable with, which is touring and playing live shows and flip it on its head? How can I the struggle? <laughs> the, the, the thing we already thought about. How can I make it How can harder? I make it more difficult for myself? Mm. Uh, I'll do the drums <clears throat> myself as well. <laughs> yeah. And so I came to the point where I went, Oh, I can play guitar, I can learn these pedals, I can learn I didn't even know if you could split the signal like that. Mm -hmm. I, I was learning all that on my own. And, yeah. and, um, and so here I am now X amount of years later and, and I've got a, a slight handle on it. And I think it's hopefully getting just better and better as the, as the years go by and as I learn more and more, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, I, I do, you know, there's times where this one's got some tremolo and this one's got a different thing. So it hopefully feels very yeah, wide, yeah. wide, you know, and, um, and that's part of the show. That's part of, yeah, we have our songs, but that's part of hopefully the aesthetic is how much noise can two guys make right, and, right. and not have a computer just doing it. It know, definitely sounds full. Good. I mean, like, cause I remember we saw, <clears throat> uh, the first time I saw you live, I, well, the only time. Tonight I'll see you live as well, but uh, <laughs> the future, yeah. Uh, Rockville, you guys played oh, nice. Rockville, yeah, the year, yeah. Uh, last, not this past one, but the year before, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember just going like, "Wow!" Like, I mean, I obviously already knew you as a showman, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. <clears throat> not that that didn't blow me away, but just like, "Holy crap!" It does kind of sound like a full band cool. up there, you know what good, I mean? Good. Like, yeah. And, and it was it was a pleasurable experience watching you all do that. So I will say this. Uh, big gigantic shows that we were uh, talking about uh earlier the the 13 foot barricades yeah. and the, the rockvilles and stuff um sound wise i have <laughs> no complaints because those shows i mean <clears throat> i mean even just me and my monitor world right. I, I don't hear what y'all are hearing but in my monitors it is massive and it just sounds so whereas shows like tonight which are super cool and definitely more where i almost feel at home more um, the equipment isn't as it's just good. different. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different, and uh, and I mean, talking about Rockville, I remember the, that that one and the other Florida one we do. Uh, those specifically just they make it just sound so Great. beefy and. So I remember good. the cop. I remember there was like a cop just like blocking off the street, like an overhang, <clears throat> and you kind of like pointed him out during the show, and I was like. I wonder if that cop is like a fan of any of this stuff. Cause like, if he is, that's cool. He gets to see like he gets a one of the ticket. main stages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was fucking, it was weird. That's funny. I have one more question, I guess. And then we'll kind of wrap it up. Cause yeah, the show is about to start. Well, and I know, I know, long, I know yeah. JP wants to go check out all the bands. This yeah. Yeah. Tonight, They're all so. great. Um, one of your, one of the chariot songs, um, cheek. Okay. What, what made you put <clears throat> the great dictator speech okay. in there? Uh, um, have you heard this speech? Of course. It's, I mean, and what's weird about it is like, <clears throat> I just recently had heard it prior to that album coming okay. out and me being a conspiracy guy or whatever, I like gravitated toward it and I was like, that's crazy that the Charlie Chaplin movie from like the forties or whatever so was saying that and how like <clears throat> kind of that all already played out. Dude, so I, I heard it and it moved me. And it I, still does. It's, I'm telling yeah. you, it still does. And, and I wanted to be a part of it. I know that sounds insane because it's so long ago and I'm so newish, but I, I want, I, it was everything I loved and it was everything that I <clears throat> believed in and, and wanted to just, and so the moment I heard it, I was like, I think I can write something that can maybe not do it justice, but some give it a, a bed to lay in mm -hmm. and let him do his thing. And I didn't want to recreate it. I didn't want to 
do my own version. I didn't want to do. I, I you can't it, it because it came from so long ago, and because he had that foresight to talk about things that were happening then. But now it's like we didn't go anywhere positive. Right. We're still in a you know <laughs> we're still in the same pickle he's talking years, about. 60, um, Eighty years later or whatever. So it, what's funny? Uh, I'll tell the story. So I did the song. Um, I wrote I wrote that song, and again, it's barely a song. It's like a, a bookend thing in yeah, a yeah. bed for him to lay in. Still, um, as a song, it is great, even <clears throat> with the beginning, well, the outro, you. and that speech inside. Thank it's you. A, it's, a, it's a good package. <clears throat> I'll tell you two quick stories. One, I sent it all to the label, um, and they heard that and was like, "Oh, <laughs> we got to get released." What? Like, and um, and they were like trying to be like, "Well, you know, it probably cost too much money." Like, well, and I was like. We can't not do it. Like, it, it, there's no other version. There's no other. They, they had suggested ideas of just me coming up with some new stuff, and I'm like, it won't. It has to be that. So <clears throat> I wasn't there with them, but so the story goes. Uh, I, I hope I'm saying her name right. I think Dorothy might be his uh, great-granddaughter or something like that. Um And I, I used to know these facts really well, but I haven't had to say this story in a while. But anyway... Basically, whoever you would talk to to get Charlie Chaplin stuff sorted had no internet. So they had to <laughs> mail her something, I think, or something. They got in touch with her. They had to fly in. They had to meet with her at her house and show her. How old is this person? I think time? pretty old. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I want to say it's either a great-granddaughter or a granddaughter. I, I don't know. Again, I, I knew all this stuff uh, at the time, but I haven't said in a while but basically they had to get it approved and time wise and everything else no no internet and stuff they had to just basically fly so they met with her they showed her I the thing, imagine. which i was just like yeah that's not gonna work yeah. uh, this was wonderful and she approved it and we got the full right off for it so we uh kudos to the label kudos to anyone and doing that so that's one story, which was super cool because there's, you know, uh, I mean, she may have just not even cared, but the fact that she had to listen to the chariot is so bummer. <laughs> this nice old lady, yeah. this nice old lady had to be, had to sort like, out yeah, okay, that. Cool. She's, She's like, like or something. Will, it, will you stop it if yeah. I sign it? Then yeah, let's get out of here. So, so that story really touched my heart and made me feel real, real nice and real special, even though I wasn't there. I just was like, that's neat, you know. Uh, the second story is, um, when we decided to part ways as the chariot, we didn't, we didn't when we wrote that record, we didn't know it was going to be the last record. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we just wrote a record and then went on tour. And when we decided to part ways, we all, it was all a very mutual thing. Um, and we were all like pretty happy with it. We were like, yeah, let's just do that. Um, and we had talked briefly, like, cause I, I had a couple songs that I'd already written. Like I said, I'm always writing. So I had a couple songs that I'd already written for what would be the next album and stuff. And, so we were like, well, do we put out something new and say that? And then we were just sitting there, and the more we talked about it, we were more like, I couldn't force a better final song right. from a band. I was just thinking Because that. of that Charlie Chaplin speech, nothing because of what I've written, but just if I, all I would be trying to do, whatever the song that ends the next record, all I would be trying to do is top that, because that is the greatest final song that a band could put out mm-hmm. in my humble opinion not the greatest song a band but just to to say farewell right even my lyrics that i don't know them off the top of my head but it's something about the lot something about 
it's a it's a great wrap up. Um, but with that speech mainly, I'm just, I was like, I think this is it. I don't think there's anything we do will just be forcing it, you know. And because of that speech being there, I think, uh, which some people might be bummed at because they'd be like, well, we could have had more material, but, yeah. uh, but because well, now we can't never again. Um, <laughs> but because that was in there, it was just like, there's nothing that's going to top that. That's mm-hmm. the best way a band could, could exit the scene, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so that's that, because of that speech, we literally decided to not do anything else, just do a farewell tour and call it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, like, <clears throat> if you haven't heard that speech, I would go ahead and just <clears throat> definitely either A, listen to Cheat because it's in there, or just go watch the clip of it yeah, on yeah. YouTube. It's from like the, the whole movie's good. Or something. The whole movie, the I've Great never seen Dictator. The movie. I think it's called The Great Dictator or something. Like, it's a good, good is he movie. Playing like, is he playing like a, he's playing like <clears throat> a Hitler-esque type person, right? He looks like Hitler. Okay. Uh, and I you, you just have to see it, but basically, when he gives that speech, it's sort of the whole, like, pivotal thing of of the movie do you have a name for the new album (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't officially there's a pool of things it might be but i don't want to even say those just yet okay again we just finished recording so it's it's all, all um still being sort of like uh tossed around in my head because the moment it comes out as the moment it's official right 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 we're just we're just trying to get a little news clip off of you you know what i mean i don't i don't want to pull a kanye and change the name three times before i come out with a record this is an active that's something i kind of feel like you could do like you as an artist not like kanye i'm basically kanye yeah (laughs) very little difference how is your sunday service extraordinary extravaganza oh our sunday services are wonderful we had one last sunday yeah phenomenal um but he seems like he can kind of seems to be like he could do like a project and have it be like an active project after its release because life of pablo i think he changed a couple times right yeah so like you know you guys could do that because you don't you what do you mean by like changing the songs like even after it's come out or whatever I think that involve. I think when you have money, that becomes easier because you can go. Uh-huh. Because you can go. You can go. Oh, I'm gonna just change everything today, and the labels go. No, 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 no. And you go. Oh, I'm Kanye. <laughs> I am gonna do that. Yeah. Whereas if I'm like, oh, we're gonna change everything. Label. My name's yeah. Josh, and I want to do that. The label's like, well, we spent this much money. No, you're not. Yeah. And I'd be like, fair enough, because I can't. I right, can't right, pay right. for it. So you're good to go. Uh, well, so I have to make sure everything's solid before I like. You know, go into it, you know, so. Before you abandon it, as you so to speak. Well, yeah, before I just let it go into the world yeah. and be like, whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. You should probably smash that like button and subscribe if you've liked this content, like Josh was telling me to tell you. Uh, yeah. And obviously go follow the 68, or not the 68, just 68. Nope. They are 68. There you go. You, um, can't, you don't have to. You just, oh, just come to a show. Buy some merch. Come Just to come to show. a show. The, buy merch is cool. Just come to a show. I don't even care if you like anything or tag anything. <laughs> Coming to a show is the whole thing. That's what's fun. We'll just hang out, shake hands, get to see each other's faces. It's great. You could be drunk. You, you could be drunk. He, we, he is very okay with dealing with you and <laughs> recording you doing something stupid, probably. I'll lean into it. It's <laughs> anything else before we head out of here that you want to touch I'm base golden. on? Let's see. Do we cover caffeine? Coca-Cola. Bad eating habits. Yeah, uh, getting We didn't healthy. really get in. You know, I'm glad we <clears throat> didn't really get too deep into, like, Norma Jean Chariot stuff. I think we did all right. Yeah. I didn't want I mean, like, I already knew that you didn't want to do that. I already knew that. It, but It's a tricky thing for me because I love those bands. I'm very proud of the things. But you don't, want your, you don't want your but image I'm not, to be But I'm bad. not here to talk about right. 
nostalgia so much. I mean, or, or you know what I mean? Let's keep the past where it belongs and yeah. let's move forward. Um, that's, that's my thoughts anyway. Well, we need to get you to the ball. Yes. So, uh, we'll just rag. See, ending it's also as hard as like starting it. So Look, we're out. Just cut it. Yeah. Fade to black. Boom. Done. <laughs> Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.